You're listening to the Second Breaks Podcast. This is episode number 64. And coming up on the show, we are talking about creating and designing a career around parenting priorities. Hello, my friend. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Second Breaks Podcast, a weekly show where we explore all the ways that we can make a move in today's world. My name is Lou Blazer, your host. I am a career pivot mentor and a second breaker myself, and I am thrilled that I get to be a part of your day for a few minutes every week. And one of the most exciting things of being a podcaster is when I hear from listeners of the show. And recently, I've been getting new LinkedIn connection requests from listeners to this podcast and direct messages in Instagram. And it's been really great. So please, please do reach out. Let me know that you're a listener and what you're doing as you're listening to the show. You can email me directly, lou at secondbreaks.com. You can connect with me on LinkedIn. Uh, I'm Lou Blazer. Just search for Lou Blazer on LinkedIn. Or you can send me a direct message on Instagram. And on Instagram, you can find me at secondbreaks. Hearing from you will definitely, definitely make my day. So I look forward to hearing from you. Okay, so let's talk about our topic for today. A common reason for wanting to make a career pivot or a career change is when something changes in our circumstances and becoming a parent, especially for women, is a strong catalyst for a career pivot. Janice Plato, my guest today, left her corporate life when she had her daughter. A few years later, she and her husband started talking about how she might be able to return to work, but she wanted to keep her parenting responsibilities top of mind as, you know, their top priority so that whatever job she would take on had to work around the family schedule. So she set her intentions for the career that she wanted to build and kept her eyes and ears open for opportunities that would allow her to experiment and test to see what might work. Today, Janice is a virtual assistant to small business owners and entrepreneurs. And after a few tweaks here and there, she's designed her work life so that it can support the kind of mother that she wants to be. In this episode, Janice shares how she made this happen, the early steps that she took to find these opportunities, and the adjustments that she made along the way to keep her original intentions of prioritizing her parenting responsibilities above her work. Janice also shares suggestions for anybody who may be thinking about doing something similar, and her suggestions are so practical and doable, anybody can do it. Before we get to Janice's story, though, I just wanted to tell you a little bit about a new project that I'm really excited about. Uh, I'm hosting, for the first time ever, a free challenge, and it's called Rise Up 7-Day Challenge. And I've made this challenge exclusively for women. So yes, this is unapologetically sisterhood, my friend. So for the women who may have experienced a career setback and could use a little bit of help and support, getting back on their feet and regaining confidence and momentum. 
So the the thing is, career setbacks come in many forms, and many people have experienced setbacks than we may imagine because it's not something that we hear about. It's not something people like talking about. But I know how frustrating and isolating it can be when we are in the midst of a setback, when we are experiencing it, and how much easier and lighter the load can be if we can only find the right support system backing us up as we rise up from it. And that's why I created this seven-day challenge. It's free. It starts on October 1st. You can find out all uh, about the details, all about the dates and the details, and sign up for it by going to the show notes, which for this episode is secondbreaks.com forward slash episode 64. Okie dokie, let's get on with the show. Welcome to Second Breaks. Thank you so much for joining me. Thanks for having me. I'm glad to be here. You have one of the careers that's been really made possible with the, you know, the technology advancements and rise of remote workers and all that kinds of stuff. Um, and so it's the it's one of the newer kinds of careers. So I, I wanted to chat with you about that. So for context, would you mind maybe uh, let's start with what you do today? And who do you work with primarily? Okay, I'm a virtual assistant. Let's see, my clients are primarily, I I put them as um, high performers. So top performers, ambitious professionals, mostly uh, family oriented people. So they have their own families. They basically want to do a lot of stuff, um, have some big goals in mind, either professionally or for a side gig, but they Mm. need somebody else, an assistant basically to um, either keep them on track that helps keep them on track. So that side gig doesn't get cold and they want to free up time so that they can still have the job, the side gig and take care of their families and have spend time, spend quality time with their families too. So that's what I do. I read somewhere, I think it was in a bio that you had completed, where you said that you got, you actually got started with this career, with this work, after your daughter was born and you were looking to do something that sort of fits your new family schedule and priorities. Would you mind kind of talking to us a little bit about that? How did you get started and, and you know, why this versus any other thing that you could have done? Let's see. Oh, so I knew when we were pregnant that um, I wanted to be mostly stay at home about when she was three years old and we were um, kind of toying with the idea of putting her into daycare, maybe um, a couple days a week or something like that. I was telling my husband and I'm like, I don't think I can go back to corporate like or even part-time because who's going to hire somebody from like 10 to two and what rate am I going to get? for something like that. So what am I, and would it be worth like commuting and stuff like that? And like, so I was just kind of toying around with that. And suddenly I say suddenly, but in a Facebook group that I was in there of top performers, (laughs) Facebook group, a woman on there was, she has a startup. She was in school at the time, as well as having um, a family, a husband, a small child at home. She was talking about how everything has to stop if she um, 
if she's not feeling well, if she, she has some medical challenges too. So um, how everything has to stop if she's not, uh, if she's not feeling good that day, she can stop and take care of herself, but she still felt guilty about everything else having to be on hold until she was well enough to come back again. And so I private messaged her saying, you've probably thought about this before, but you sound like you need a virtual assistant. And she's like, actually, I had a virtual assistant. I've had a couple I've been interviewing since my last virtual assistant had to stop. And she had kind of given up looking for somebody because the search for someone was so was getting overwhelming. I'm thinking to myself, okay. And I haven't like properly worked at this point for like three years. And um, I'm like, do I go for it? Do I just say something? And I, I just threw it out there. I'm like, well, I don't know how you feel about this, but maybe we can just do a trial project. I, what kind of stuff do you need to do? I'd love to help if I can. Um, and if it works out, it works out. If it doesn't work out, then, you know, maybe a 10-hour project. Let's see how it goes. And then she's, she's still on with me now. <laughs> she's still one of my clients now. So she's my first my first client. Now, I told you I'd done this probably before my daughter was born. So about seven years before that. And it was totally different. The technology, even in 10 years time, has totally changed. It wouldn't make what I do possible as possible or as flexible Mm -hmm. um, as I need it to be for our lifestyle. That first one was for a lawyer. Um, I worked from home, but I had to go into her office once a week and do um, like project overviews with her and stuff like that. And um, it was a mess. Like there was no Google docs at the time. (laughs) Um, so like so much stuff now allows for so much flexibility compared to 10 years ago. Yeah. So that was probably like the, 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 the old, not old, but like the the previous work from home sort of thing where we can work from home, but really it means we brought, we brought work from the office home, home, right? Exactly. <laughs> Which we all kind of we all kind of did some bit of that. We weren't really remote workers. We just brought work from home. We brought work home. <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. Right, right. So it was funny when you were talking about that. And I don't know if this is exactly how it panned out, but it sounded as if it was more mostly like an inspired moment. Like you weren't necessarily planning to look for... Uh, for someone like her at that point in time, that it was mostly like an inspired moment that you just jumped on the chance to do it? Yeah, I mean, I think having the question out there already was sort of like, okay, well, I'm open to some uh, opportunities, but I have no idea what kind of opportunity is going to come up that's going to pay decently, that's going to fit inside a work schedule, and wow, I don't have to leave the house um, so I don't actually have to like spend time commuting or getting dressed and ready, like work ready. And I guess the ability to work around like when, you know, your hours that, you know, you have to attend to her versus the hours that you can actually, you know. So yeah. You so like working around nap times, working around, um, yeah, nap times mostly. Exactly. So can you talk while we're in the subject matter, can you talk a little bit about how 
I suppose what happened was that you liked the experience and it worked out for you and for her, obviously, because she still is with you. But then how did you move forward from there? So I was really reluctant about growing the business at that point, especially like a year or so into it. But I did want some more variable work, but I've been thinking about like, oh, how do I grow this? But I'm only one person. Like, this is not scalable. <laughs> Um, she was having me do some really great stuff, grant draft and grant stuff for her. So I was winning her money in, to some degree. So word got out, especially, um, she was actually reluctant to tell other people about me because she didn't want me to get stolen. <laughs> she just wanted me to herself, which is a great compliment. And, um, and it gave me a chance. It also gave me a chance to figure out how I wanted to grow this too, or how I could. So um, word got out. She told a couple people, a couple trusted people. And then she was going to be um, overseas for a little while. So she sort of lent me to a colleague of hers. And so he, he, we did a trial project. And that's one thing that I do that I think is a little bit rare is that I do trial projects with people because I want a relationship. I need to be with people who, um, understand the, like get the focus on family. Um, but that it won't, uh, impact the quality of the work that they receive. So people who are also trying to balance work and family is kind of nice or not trying to let work overrun them. Yeah. So I realized like, slowly that I was looking for uh, clients that I could have relationships with. And uh, so it's, it was word of mouth. I didn't have a website for a very long time um, until a nonprofit asked me, well, let me, let me give the board of directors your website. I'm like, I don't, I don't have one, <laughs> but yeah, just word of mouth people telling other people. Um, I now work with, uh, I now work a couple with a couple friends and they work as contractors for me. They end up telling people like, Oh, what's this, what's the side gig that you're doing? Um, they end up t telling people who end up telling people. So it's a really small, slow growth. Um, but it's perfect pacing. You know, the one thing that I, that was, um, uh, going on in my head as you were talking about this is that, it's interesting that your work is very much made possible and facilitated by the online world and the digital world. And yet you grew it the quote unquote old fashioned way, which is word of mouth. And you didn't even have an online presence around it for a while, right? You didn't even have a website. So could you, now that it is you know, all sets and, uh, you have your client based and you, you even have some of your contractors that work with you to help you out. Can you talk about how you're able to manage your life <laughs> and your business? How does it all fit now with your, you know, priorities and work-life balance and all that kinds of good stuff? It did sort of get to be a problem. So I learn. <laughs> I learned by basically running into walls, like, oh, this is not working for me. And for a while there, um, um, I had the one client and I was working the whole time, the whole time that my daughter was, she was in kindergarten at this point. Um, so the whole time that she was at school, I was working the entire time. And sometimes like 
checking in before I left to drop her off and like scrambling the whole day and not eating. And then I realized after a little while, like, okay, this is not what I went into business for. I did not go into business to work myself to pieces and then be um, like in literally five hours, how far could I exhaust myself and then not take care of myself um, and not eat and um, basically not have any energy, any good energy left for my family at the end of the tiny work day. Um, so I'm like, oh, how can this work? How, does, how can this work? I can't just... I can't, I don't want to add hours. So, um, and it wasn't a matter really of, there's some efficiency, but then there's a point at which you got to get help around it. And I happened to have uh, coffee with um, a friend of mine. She's super ethical. I love the way she works. And she had a day job that she was not, she was not digging at all, that they weren't really valuing um, her talent, she was looking into going to copy editing as a freelance thing. I said, oh, well, you know what? I have a little writing gig. I need to write some copy for something. So I do the same thing for my contractors. I test them out on smaller projects. And um, so I have, I have this little thing I have to draft. Would you mind, can I give it to you? And then I'll, I'll pay you for it. Like give it an hour, give it half an hour, an hour, and see what you come up with. And um, and so she became my first contractor. And I realized once I was able to trust the work and the, the work still passes through me. So I always look at it, but I always check it through before it goes back to the client. So I'm still the main point of contact. contact. Sometimes some of my contractors are introverts. Like they love to do the work. They don't want to talk to the people. They Like I'll talk with you, Janice, but I don't want to have to like, dig up clients and stuff like that. I can't do that. So basically, um, I'm moving toward, I get the clients, I get to oversee the work, but my, that's how it's first started. That was my first contractor. And she's like, Oh, this was great. Like it's was wonderful to see her engage in something that she loves to do and to like never gets a chance to. So I guess this is your plan to, to move forward with the business is to continue working with contractors to have a set of people, other, I guess, I suppose, freelance people who work with you on a project by project basis. And then you are the main client facing. So far, so far it works out. Yeah. So switching gears a little bit, um, Jenny. So I know that from, from what I understand, there are different kinds of VAs or virtual assistants. So can you talk a little bit about what, what are all the different things that in theory a virtual assistant can help with or can do for someone? Um, yeah, you're right. There is a whole range of virtual assistants. It, like, it encompasses a lot of people don't know what a VA is. I think I was using it without saying what a VA is, virtual assistant, any type of online work. I've started to say um, remote office assistants or remote administrative assistants or online business management, for instance. But you can specialize. The nice thing is you can sort of specialize. For a little while, I forayed in webinar management. So people who like just want to show up for uh, to deliver their webinar, but they don't want to have to do the technology around it. So 
So you can specialize in that way. If you strictly, I'm like, I'm great at copy editing or copywriting. I love doing drafts for people. Um, so it really can be, can be based on what you have, what you're really good at. There are a lot of VAs who basically are just like an assistant in a regular office. They make the phone calls, they make the travel arrangements, they make, um, uh, they manage the email. So a whole range of stuff. Like what you might expect from an executive assistant in the office, exactly. except that you're not sitting with them in the office face to face. Gotcha. So for instance, like, especially for startup founders um, who are looking for, they kind of need an executive assistant, but maybe not a full-time, maybe they're at the range that they're not a, for a full-time executive assistant. They don't need one in their office every day. So that's in some cases where they look for a virtual assistant. So you can have virtual executive assistants all the way down to there's a, uh, there's a thing called fancy hands, which is um, you basically contract them in 20 minute segments. You don't even know who you're going to work with. It's like on a rotation, you send a task out there. A lot of my clients, that's where they start off with just to send out little, um, little tasks for them to do that maybe don't require um, a lot of privacy mm-hmm. sharing, mm-hmm. Um, but just tasks that you want them to do. So from the point of view of the, the person who is doing the, the work, to your point earlier, you can specialize or focus on the things that you like to do or you're very good at. And then for, from the perspective of the person who's looking for the assistance, so you can you can focus on the one thing that you need help with or a broader sort of range of, you know, I, I just need assistance in across all the different business, just typical business functions or so, yeah, exactly. So from a client perspective, um, if you're looking for a virtual assistant, the first thing you want to see are um, a lot of times people are like, I think I need an assistant, but I'm not sure what I would get over to them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so and I do I end up doing like kind of a lot of consulting sort of like, do I need an assistant? Do I want to use you? <laughs> but um, maybe you don't. And I really um I'm, I'm very particular, but I think owners need, they need to be particular also. Don't like, don't, I mean, you can try just Mm -hmm. anyone and see how it goes. It's great learning for how do I delegate and is it easy for me? And is it hard? Do I get delegate things, um, uh, with enough instruction? So things like that. Um, so I have, I have people, uh, or owners look at, Um, tasks that they, every time it comes up, they hate doing it. Like that's something that could go to an assistant. (laughs) Things that take way long, like way longer than they expected to. Is there someone who's better suited to, who can get this done faster or things that are, uh, well, like for instance, if you have a launch coming up or something that isn't like, uh, isn't ongoing work, but, I could use an extra hand mm-hmm. in it. And I always suggest uh, trying somebody out on a project that is a little bit low stakes. Mm-hmm. So still uses the skills that you want to utilize, but um, is kind of low stakes. Like keep it low stakes, something that's not going to impact your launch um, detrimentally if it doesn't work out really well, have a lot of time behind it. So it's early enough that, uh, 
if it does get messed up by an assistant or it doesn't get, doesn't work out the way you hope with Mm. an assistant, um, you still have time to recover from it. Um, or it doesn't even have, it doesn't have high impact, um, on your project or your launch, something that seems could seem almost menial to your business. So is it important for, so when you're looking for a, a virtual assistant to help you out, is it important that this person be techno savvy, like very technical or so what are the skills that we should be looking for? It all depends on what the client needs. So I've had projects my, and I always do everything project based. Some people more like more ongoing work, like check my email, mm, like yeah. forward, you know, do the phone calls and things like that. So um, depending on what a client is looking for, but I have had clients who were looking for um, a, a card design, for instance, card design for uh, and, and get the cards printed. Yeah. <laughs> so I did that. I got the cards printed. He's like, if you want to use your local printer, because he was conscious about using local businesses. Like, if you want to use your local printer to do it, uh, go ahead and do that. And then I shipped it over to him. So sometimes if you want that kind of work, it can be uh, more physical based. There's some basics as far as tech is concerned now with VA work is like Google Docs. Like we don't send actual document attachments in email. I had to do that the other day. Actual document attachments, like that's how it was like 10 years ago when I started this. But now like Google Docs, that was a game changer. So Google Docs, some of the basic online stuff. And I know I'm kind of a nerd as far as those things are concerned. Google Docs, email. Lately now, I have been doing more uh, Loom Loom and Zoom videos with people being comfortable doing Skype calls. But there are some clients who, which I love also, just straight up phone calls. Yeah, so those are, those are probably the basics around it. Gotcha. So I am pretty sure that someone who's listening to our chat today is thinking, you know, I'm interested in, in, you know, trying that out uh, on the side, or maybe that, you know, someone who is maybe thinking of having a family or just had a family and thinking this might be a a career path for me. So for that person (laughs) who's thinking that, uh, what would you suggest? Where should he or she start? How could she get going? I would say talk with somebody who's, and this is my, this is always my line of thinking anyway, when I'm thinking of doing something new or branching out into something is to talk with somebody who's already doing it. And actually not just one person, talk with a couple people who, who are doing it now, whether they do have a VA agency, whether they do the work themselves, um, whether it's work that you would like to do like as far as niching is concerned, or maybe they don't do what you want to do, but see how they work and ask them questions about um, how it works. How did they get clients? Um, And then also notice in yourself, like, do I like going to get clients? Like notice in yourself what makes you uncomfortable Mm. about that possibility of work. (laughs) Um, So, Maybe you don't want to necessarily have your own VA business, but just get re- work referred to you. They can be local businesses um, or local um, professionals. Uh, kind of look for opportunities. Um, mine happen to be online, but um, 
if you're in a networking situation or even if you're uh, networking is great, but, um, if you're in a situation where like, uh, like uh, now I'm like, everyone should have an assistant, even if whether you're a CEO or whether you're a startup owner or you're not like, I just like to have some more free time. So they don't have to be a business owner necessarily, but like think of opportunities like, Oh, this person was like, Oh, if I didn't have to, you know, um, uh, call all these, call all these places, like doing research one is, is a really good one. But so students, grad students, um, who need to do research, like just finding little opportunities, like consider that that might be an opportunity to help somebody, um, and like with that, how many hours do you think that would uh, free up in this person's day? Like ask them directly. <laughs> um, I'm like, cause I think I could help you and be willing to do a trial period with them. Um, like a couple hours work to see if it fits. And also to notice in yourself, like I do not like doing research as much as I thought I did. Um, or um, I really love doing research even more than I thought I would before I started doing it. So, so you have to see in yourself what works best because I think when we lead with what we're good at, um, we always are going to bring back good results. Um, but in the, in the process of figuring out, um, do I want to do that or not? Sometimes, sometimes we just have to do it. Yeah. Absolutely. I love that. Thank you so much for that advice. Just a couple more questions then before we, before I let you go, is that one, is there a book, fiction or nonfiction that you've read recently that's made an impact that you might be able to recommend? Lately, I've been reading, um, I'm in the middle of Russell Simmons' Do You. And Russell Simmons, as far as like, very, like, very interesting because we're, it's, he's, he does yo, he's a, strong practicer of yoga. He is, I believe he's vegan. Like, so there's this whole, you know, holistic side of him. And then he's one of the godfathers of hip hop culture. And so like, and how does this fit together? So, uh, and, and I'm, I'm, and anyone who advises like, um, to lead with your strengths, I'm like, all about that um so of course i'm reading it to like reaffirm and then lastly uh janice where can people find you where can people find you online now that you have a website or now that i have a website (laughs) (laughs) i do have a website it's janice your va squished up as one word janice your va.com you can find all the information about my information about my business as well as how to contact me there Brilliant. Well, Janice, thank you so much. This has been fantastic. I so appreciate you coming over and sharing with us your story and all your tips. It's been a lot of fun. Thank you so much for inviting me. Right. So that's what I have for you for today's episode, my friend. Remember my ask from the top of the show. Send me a note or a direct message and let me know what you're doing while you're listening to the show. And of course, anything that you might want to ask or share at the same time via email lou at secondbreaks.com or direct message me on Instagram at secondbreaks. 
this is a good time to hit that subscribe button my friend if you're not subscribed yet so that you don't miss any of the future episodes because i come back here every week every thursday i am here with a new episode to help you make that move that will lead you to the career that you want that supports the life that you want to live just like janine's one more time, the show notes where you'll find out more about Janice and the link for the 7 Days Rise Up Challenge is secondbreaks.com forward slash episode 64. That's a wrap for today's episode, my friend. Thank you so much for listening and being with me for a few minutes today. I so appreciate it and I cannot wait to chat with you again next week. In the meanwhile, keep on making your dead, my friend. Cool beans. <laughs>